What's going on? And welcome into the Friday edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Daniel Salerson, alongside my co-host, Jim Eikenhofer of Pelicans.com. We end the week on a, on a very good guest. Uh, joining us now is former New Orleans Pelicans point guard, Jameer Nelson. Of course, spent a ton of time with our new head coach, Stan Van Gundy, down in Orlando. And now has a new role with the Philadelphia 76ers, becoming a scout and also assistant GM of the Delaware Blue Coats. Jameer, it's really good to have you on. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Um, you know, in these crazy times, getting all these interview requests because of the new job uh, and everything is over Zoom. So uh, it's a little different, but, um, you know, one thing the pandemic has taught us that we can work through things uh, virtually. So, you know, it's been good. Absolutely. Tell us about your new role, how this came about. And, and was this something that you've always been wanting to do, get into scouting in the front office role? Well, um, I, honestly, I, I didn't know whether I wanted to coach or front office. And, you know, I've had, you know, numerous amount of breakfast meetings or just casual talks with Elton, Elton Brand uh, over the last few years. Um, you know, you know, during our playing career, we record you and um, the, the later part of his career, we, we got a little closer. Um, and, you know, he just wanted to help me um, and also put me in a position to to help him as well. Um, so, yeah, now, you know, that's kind of how it really came about. Just, you know, help, he, he kind of helped me decide, you know, helped me go in the direction I wanted to go in. And, you know, he was going to help me, whether it was coaching, I think, or um, front office. And I chose front office. Being from Chester, PA, I'm sure that had a lot of a big factor, the fact that you basically get to stay home. Uh, how, how important was that to you that you get to do what you love but also be at home as well? Yeah, no, it's, it's um, logistically, it just – made the most sense for me. Uh, and, and historically, this is a great, obviously historically, it's a great organization. Um, going back, you know, you know, Dr. J and Charles, Brown, even beyond those guys. And um, me growing up in Chester, see, seeing the organization, um, you know, basically through my lens my entire life, even though I was playing for different teams, I was always a fan. I was always uh, rooting for the Sixers. Um, but yeah, it just it just kind of made it sweeter when when you know you it kind of makes it sweeter when you can be close to home and and uh, continue to, to be involved in the community and do things for for the home team. Before I get to Jim, uh, I do want to hear your thoughts initially when you heard that one Stan Van Gundy had an opportunity to come back to coaching the NBA. He's been in broadcasting the last two years, but then to come to the Pelicans, um, what were your thoughts when you heard the news that Stan Van Gundy was going to be our head coach? I was like, oh, crap, Stan's going to call me to be a coach with him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you know, I, I knew I, I knew uh, he would have another opportunity because um, he's such a great coach. He's such a great person, um, first and foremost. Um, you, you guys, I'm not sure you, you realize how good of a person you're getting down there as a coach. And, and um, you know, things he, he, he'll do in the community, things he'll do for the organization, um, I've, I've never had a coach uh, that was more into it and more genuine um, than Stan. So that kind of right there to me is, is something that you guys probably needed with such a young uh, roster. Um, somebody to come in that, that was going to bring a ton of experience and, and do things um, the right way. And, and, you know, he's the ultimate professional, man. I mean, he is uh, a big part of why and, and who I am in terms of my professional life, um, why I'm so professional, why I, you know, see the game the way I see it. 
Um, you know, and, and it's funny, like I, after I left Stan, I would get with a younger coach and not that I would question him, but I would question him and <laughs> as a Stan because he prepared me so much and prepared me to, to win um, every night. And, and, you know, we, we, we obviously, you know, you play the game, you go through so many situations, but knowing that you have a coach that's going to prepare you for those situations prior and after, uh, it means a lot to a player because, you know, it's been oftentimes I've gone out in the game and, you know, or I would have been in the game and I wouldn't know a situation. I'll say something to a coach and he wouldn't know the situation, but you say something to Stan, he knows right away because he's done so much research. He's scouting so much. He's uh, prepared. He's a preparation uh, nut. Uh, if, I, if I can say to the point where it's like, it's like overkill. Like you guys are going to see one day once he, you know, he, you're in the locker room, if you're allowed in, um, the board that he writes on, it's going to be all different colors and it's going to be filled up. It's not, so if it's a white board, it won't be white anymore. That's just how much preparation he puts into the game. And for a young guy, it can be a little intimidating to be honest with you, just because you're looking like, holy crap, like, what, what do I do? You know, and it's, you know, he has his basic keys and all that stuff, but he, he's a, a guy that's going to prepare these guys uh, and help prepare and help the organization on and off the court. Jameer, you actually just talked about um, exactly what I was going to ask you on is uh, we've heard even in the short amount of time that he's been the head coach, we've heard so much about his preparation in terms of his detail and how extensive it is. I was speaking to someone from Orlando from their TV uh, crew, and he told me that one of the things that stood out when he uh, was reporting on Stan Van Gundy was he had he had like an index card that had the three um, most successful plays of every team at the end of games. And he said that you're smiling. So you, you know, you sounds like you, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but he, he told me that he, he, he said it may have happened once or twice, but he didn't recall in the five years or so that he was there that you guys ever got beat on like an end of game play because you were so prepared for pretty much everything. What, what do you remember about that? Well, he, he, like I said, he's, he's a, he's a guy that's going to, and a guy and a coach that's going to prepare you. He's going to over-prepare you. And sometimes that can be a little intimidating for guys because you, you, you go out there, you think too much. But once you, once you get the base of what he's trying to do, uh, you just stick to the base. You just stick to the base. You st stick to the scheme. Um, he has a lot of, he has a lot of cards in his inside pocket of that jacket. So, um, and it's a lot of, it's a lot of things written down. I, I've never asked to look at it or anything like that. Um, but he, he knows, he knows plays. He knows what's going to work. Um, he know how it should work. He know the other team play. He know, you know, you, he, he scripts the game very well. And it's up to you as a player uh, to deviate a little bit. Uh, he leaves it up to you. At least he left it up to us, especially when we got comfortable with, with his system. Um, he would allow us to deviate a lot, but at the end of the game, you knew exactly what to do offensively and defensively. You knew the timing of the other team's play. You knew the timing of, of your play if it was in the game shot. Just because he was a guy, he's a guy that always prepared for that stuff. And not, you know, some coaches do it, some coaches don't, but he, he, he's big on in the game situations. Um, you know, uh, after timeout and, and just, 
just scheming things out so so you're prepared and you know like it's not it's it's one thing like as a player you you don't want to go on a court and see the play for the first time you don't want to run that play for the first time like you'll you'll run that in the game play in the game and you be like man we did this for the last three weeks yeah or like and it's funny like I told somebody you'll be doing a defensive scheme on Monday for the next Monday. It's like he 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 introduces he introduced things slowly, gradually, and, and it won't, won't be the first time because you'll you'll see it in training camp. But then when it's time to play that situation, he'll introduce it well beyond or well before that game or or that that matchup that he wants um, to control. If you go back through and look at his track record, it's pretty impressive how consistently top 10 his his teams have been defensively mm-hmm. how much do you think of that was because of preparation the details that he went into and, and and what do you think were just some have been some of the factors of why his teams have been so good that's obviously something that needs to be needs to happen here as far as the team's improvement they need to get better defensively well he, he's he's very he's very very defensive uh, minded um and, you know, he's a numbers guy and, you know, not to the point where it's like, it gets so analytical, it throws you off, but his numbers work, his numbers work, his system work. Uh, it's, it's, he's he's going to ask those guys to do some hard things um, consistently. And, and that's, that's what he wants. And if you get beat, you get beat. Like, but as long as you do what he's asking you to do, um, he kind of lets you have a little, a little more freedom offensively if you take care of the defense, if that makes sense. But yeah, you know, he, 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 he prepares you. I mean, he, you know, when it comes to closing out, when it comes to help defense, when it comes to rotating, um, we, we don't see as much as that, much of that as of late, because the way the, the game is going, uh, like right now we see more ISO ball, we see more switching and pick and rolls. We don't see as many down screens, but I'm sure you guys probably, you know, with, with the roster you have, will probably run some of that stuff. Um, but defensively, you, you, you got to have guys and, and you got to have athletic guys. You got to have guys that, that are willing to, to try really hard. And I, I think the most important thing is to, to make the second and third effort. And, that, and, and you know, that's what we would stress um, as a team. And, you know, that's something that he would stress as a coach for us to do. Um, basically, like, you know, you, you play your guy, he, he gives up the ball, it's not over. Like you have another responsibility and then another responsibility after that. And then um, he's, he's going to be big on those guys about all five needs to rebound. I mean, I would get a card in my locker, say, it's just a reminder. He, he, I don't know if he's still going to do it, but he would, he would give me a reminder as a point guard. Every nine minutes, I had to get a rebound. Hmm. You know, so, or like every four, four minutes, I had to get an assist. And then you're out there actually thinking like, oh man, seven minutes, I got to get this rebound. So me and Dwight, we would fight for a rebound. And he wouldn't, mm-hmm. Dwight wouldn't know why I'm trying to get the rebound. I'm like, I gotta get, I gotta reach my quota. You know, <laughs> you know so Stan won't be on my on my butt. But it, he keeps you engaged um, with those type of things. And and it's you think about it, it's, it's it's genius because you then hold yourself accountable and your teammates are allowed to hold you accountable as well. Before I go back to Daniel, I wanted to ask you one question about offense. Um, That 2009 team obviously made the finals and it seemed like that era, those teams in that, in those period, that period of years was kind of at the cutting edge as far as the spacing, the the lineups that you guys put on the court and obviously the amount of threes that you took. 
as a team. Um, as a point guard, how much fun was that? And did you did you kind of feel like notice right away the the advantages that you guys had with the spacing, with the threes that you took? Yeah, I mean, you know, the the team was put together um, that way for a reason. We had a big dominant center who, you know, clogged the paint up. Was gonna was gonna be a banger down there, and was a very very dominant roller. So you know you put in you know Stan put in a system where it's like all right well we got all these shooters and ball handlers that that are inter- interchangeable. I mean if you notice, um, a lot of the beginning of the game I was just initiating the offense and I would almost be off of the, the ball because other guys like Turk could handle. Um, and you guys have a similar roster there where you have um, a big that can roll, a couple bigs actually that can roll. Uh, you have a bunch of guards that can shoot. So I, I would I would bet that he would pull some old tricks out. And obviously you guys have, uh, you guys have JJ uh, who, who's, you know, familiar with staying in his system. So I'm sure he has some JJ plays in his pocket. I'm sure he has some things that he can do that, um, you know, make it fun for the guards. Like you said, for myself, it was just, when I did have the ball and pick and rolls, it was almost like pick your poison. You know, it was like, you know, I, I'm, I, I literally can like, you know, I know he hated when I did jump passes, but I can jump pass and throw the ball with my eyes closed. Cause I knew it was going to hit somebody's hands in a certain spot and they were going to be, it's going to be a good shooter. Mm-hmm. Jameer, before I let you go here, a couple questions for you. you mentioned the development and how important he was to your career. You know, you were drafted in 04. He came in in 07. You mentioned 09. That's when you were an all-star for the Orlando Magic. And, you know, those, those first three years of your career, you know, when you're when he, we joined you, that's a pretty important time in, in your career and your development. How did he help you elevate yourself and take you to the next step? Um, and kind of how does that work with, you mentioned a little bit, but, you know, the Pelicans with so many guys under 25, how that will impact those players, getting them uh, to get to the next step in their careers? Well, um, I'm obviously, I, I haven't been in that locker room in a while, but he, he, he's, you know, he's a worker. I mean, he works, he wants his team to work. And, and that's, that's what you want from your coach. Um, he's he's going to squeeze all the juice out the lemon um, and a guy, he, he's going to make guys comfortable and uncomfortable. And I think um, the, the, the one thing is, you know, I would tell guys, listen to the message and not the tone. Um, he's a guy, you know, some, some guys can take what he say personal, but it's never personal. Like, in the beginning, I think my first year, I, I was like, you know, this guy screams and yells all the time. He doesn't like me. I don't know, but you know, whether he liked me or not, he just wanted to win. And once I realized that, I was like, all right, well, let me work as hard as I can. Let me do what he says uh, to my best ability and see what happens. And next thing you know, it was like, okay, it was a sense of relief where I wasn't fighting it as much. Because um, honestly, I was. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure he knows I was fighting like. I just didn't understand it. Um, I've never had a coach, you know, yell and scream. I never had a coach who um, tried to get everything out of me. And he did. I mean, whether it was in a workout, whether it was in the off season, um, you know, that is something that, you know, I, I tell young guys all the time, like, that's something that you can't take personal. You can't take a coach person. You can't take it personal when a coach is trying to get the best out of you in his way. Um, 
So, uh, you know, he, he's going to do a great job with those guys. I mean, some of them, some of them probably better than others. And some of them will be, um, some of them will be a little more sensitive than others. Um, but for the most part, man, like if you, if you realize what he's trying to do and win and help you be a winner, help you make money, then you'll listen to him because he, like you said, he has a proven, he, he's proven, he's proven in the league. He's proven that his system and, and what he does works. Um, and think about it, man. He's got he's he he he's gotten a lot of guys, a lot of wins, and a lot of guys, a lot of money. Before I let you go, let's end on a potential a Jameer Nelson story on Stan Van Gundy. We had Ryan Anderson on a couple of weeks ago, and he talked about because of how detail oriented Stan was. There was a practice where Stan wanted Ryan on the right elbow, and Ryan would do everything he can to stand everywhere but the right elbow, and he kept yelling at him and pushing him and pushing him, and finally Ryan, you know, did what he was told, but. Um, is there any stories that you'd like to share? Any fun stories uh, from your time with, with Stan Van Gundy that you can share with us here before we let you go? Um, I remember one particular game we were playing um, playing the Nets and D. Will was playing. And, um, you know, Stan, like he, you know, he's a yeller and screamer. And, you know, if, if you're playing hard, you can you can go back at him with, you know, is nothing's going to happen. You know, no, nothing lingers over. So, you know, I think we were up uh, 30 and, you know, D-Will came down, hit three threes on me and he yanked me and he yanked me. I was like, I was like, that's my fault. You know, I said different words. We're going back and forth. And he was like, no, he's just kicking your ass. And he said it like that. And I just was like, you know, I said, I was like, man, forget you. But I said different words again. <laughs> but I walked, I walked back in the locker room, gathered myself because I was mad because I, you know, I didn't feel like it was my fault. But then one of those situations where I'm like, I can't take this personal dude just, you know, I like realized like dude just hit three threes on me. Like we probably need to change. So I went back, I actually laughed when I went back there and I was like, walked back to the bench and he was like, you ready to go back in the game? I was like, yeah, man. And we just both laughed, ended up winning the game. But, um, but yeah, man, he, he's been very supportive of me and, and, and very, he, he was a crucial uh, piece of my development, um, you know, throughout my career, um, just just the things that he taught me, like I said, on and off the court, how to carry myself, how to uh, handle certain situations is just, you know, you can see how he, you, you, I'm sure you guys follow him on social media. Um, he's going to say what he wants to say, yep. to who he wants to say it to, and how he wants to say it. So it doesn't get any, any, any more real than Stan Van Gundy. Absolutely. These stories keep getting better and better and they all been very consistent with who he is. So it just goes to show you how a genuine person he is. Uh, Jameer, we really appreciate the time. I know you're busy now as a new scout and assistant GM with the Delaware Bluecoats and the Philadelphia 76ers. Congratulations on the new gig. And I really appreciate the time this morning. I appreciate you guys, man. Good stuff there from Jameer Nelson. We knew he'd bring some great stories and some great insight regarding Sam Van Gunnies. He spent five seasons with him in Orlando, including a, a trip to the NBA finals in 09, where, I mentioned Jameer went to an all-star game that year as well. And it's pretty interesting, Jim, to hear what he has to say um, and kind of talk about how he is with some of his players, that it it can be a love-hate relationship, but most of the time it's love because of how well Stan Van Gundy works with these players and how much he cares about them and just wants them to succeed. Yeah, I think one of the biggest takeaways that I've had from the couple podcasts that we've done where we've had ex-players talk about Stan Van Gundy as well as some of the other interviews that I've done, you know, for other stuff is uh, 
I think the Pelicans players really need to be ready for this. I don't think it's one of those things where it's like mentally you just kind of ho-hum walk in and just expect it to be, you know, no big deal. I think they definitely are going to have to be prepared for a situation where, as Jameer talked about, that they're going to have to go the extra mile in terms of preparation. I know Ryan talked about, Anderson talked about a couple weeks ago about how being in shape is, is, I mean, it's always important, but it might be even more so with the stuff that, that Stan Van Gundy does. So I don't know if the players, if it's, it would be a good thing or a bad thing. If, if some of the current Pelicans players have been listening to some of these podcasts, Mm -hmm. but I think that they better brace for what's to come because it sounds like um, it's going to be very challenging. This, this training camp is super unique based on the circumstances, but, but on the, on the same, by the same token, I think um, it's going to be challenging and it's going to be difficult and and formidable, formidable. But I think as Jameer Nelson and Ryan have both mentioned, it's worth it at the end of the day because of the progress that you can make in your career and as a team. And I think that's, it sounds like that's all that Stan Van Gundy is shooting for is just by the end of the season and by after multiple seasons add up that you're satisfied with the, the improvements that everyone has made. Yeah, we talked about it on the podcast earlier this week that, you know, with such a short turnaround that this is probably the perfect coach to have in that situation, Stan Van Gundy, because of how much preparation he he does and, and how much he studies the game. You know, he was off uh, not coaching for two years, but he was still taking notes and paying attention because he was a broadcaster with Turner and TNT. So I feel like if there's a coach that can, you know, be really successful in this situation, it's got to be Stan Van Gundy, but it's been really fun learning about, you know, what his former players have to say. I'll be curious to see what JJ, um, when he is able to talk about him because he spent some time with him in Orlando as well. Um, that wraps up a very busy week here on the Pelicans podcast. We're able to bring you something at least every day. We're going to try to do so again next week, maybe take a day off or two. Um, but we have a lot of stuff to get to as the NBA draft is getting closer and closer. November 18th, um, we'll wrap up our draft preview on Monday with two teams, the San Antonio Spurs and the Sacramento Kings. So we're hoping to hear um, from a representative from each group. And then uh, we'll have some draft previews and draft recaps for you next week. And we'll see what else is going on. Um, news this morning, a new City Edition uniform is out for the Pelicans, representing the New Orleans flag. Please log on to pelicans.com and mobile app to check out those. I really like it. Just a, kind of a, a different, uh, unique jersey that this team now has compared to the red, white, and blue ones. Um, they previously had so and also the Mardi Gras uniforms as well so go check it out on pelicans.com and mobile app and again make sure to check out Jim's work on pelicans.com as well follow him on Twitter at Jim underscore I can offer he's been bringing some great draft previews he's been in these zoom interviews with respective players so as soon as this draft is done Jim is going to be ready for whoever the Pelicans pick at number 13 all right that'll do it for the Friday edition of the Pelicans podcast Hope you all have a great weekend. Stay safe, wear your mask. For Jim and Jameer, I'm Daniel. Thanks for listening to the Pelicans podcast presented by Seat.